family, the bedrock of society, an important influence to children that helps shape in their perspective of life as they grow up. It helps in building their confidence, shaping their beliefs, values, and more importantly, helps them to become what God has ordained them to be. The dynamics of the family circle cannot be overemphasized. It plays a key role in our social interactions as adults and as children. And because of its domino effect in our lives, we need to pay attention to it and be heavily invested in building a healthy, strong family with the goal of raising better children, building healthy relationships between spouses, but more importantly, in building a better society across all nations. Get ready to explore and learn with Pastor Fumi Alawale on the subject of family dynamics and its impact in our lives. Hello, good evening or good afternoon, good morning. Um, I hope your week has been great. Uh, it's, it's another opportunity God has given unto us to be bringing across to you another episode on family dynamics with Pastor Fumi. I, I believe the past few weeks, we, we started on spiritual intimacy, but we had to stop at a time because we wanted to deal with questions. We, 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 we first of all spoke about spiritual intimacy, what it means, because when we are joined together as husband and wife, we become one spiritually, and also physically we are joined through sexual union. So we, we did the part A of, or part one of, uh, sexual intimacy, which is like um, an introduction where we looked at sexual intimacy or sex as a gift from God. Um, and we discovered that sexuality has caused a lot of problems in the world today. And because the church is not saying anything about it, we need to talk about it so that People can be helped. We, because the Bible says sexual immorality is a, is a sin against the body. And God's desire is that we deal with it. As Christians, we have self-control. We've been given that grace to be able to live above it. And it's the only sin in the scripture where the Bible says flee every sexual immorality. So it's something that we have to run away from. It's something that we have to do everything possible to not to go into because it's a sin against the body and God is not happy with it, even though God is not happy with anything. The desire of God is for the bed to be undefiled, for every one of us to, 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 to live pleasing Him in our body. So we had a session, two sessions or three on question and answer, answering our questions. So if you have questions, keep writing it and sending it to the email address that we have so that we can tackle it and we can at a point stop and look at those questions because we don't want confusion. We want everybody to be enlightened and the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. So today we are continuing with the another episode on sexual intimacy in marriage. This is um, sexual intimacy in marriage. The other one we had was God's intention for sex in marriage. Now, I'm going to be reading Genesis. I'm reading two scriptures, really. Genesis 2, 25 to 20, 24 to 25, and Deuteronomy 24, verse 5. 
Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. That is Genesis. Now Deuteronomy 24, 5. This is a scripture that I love. And I say, I keep saying to myself, I wish this could be implemented in the, in the time we are in, but it may not be possible in the world today. If a man has recently married, he must not be sent to war or have any other duty laid on him. This is from the Bible, Deuteronomy 24, 5. For one year, he is to be free to stay at home and bring happiness to the wife he has married. That's God's intention. Joy in the home. Happiness, pleasure in the home for husband and wife. So we'll pray now. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We exalt your name. Thank you for another opportunity to learn from you. We ask for understanding of your word. Give us understanding. Open our and help us to, to be able to understand your word and give us grace to be obedient to it. Thank you because you are faithful. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So, um, this is, as I said before, this is one of the scriptures I will have loved that the government or whoever, you know, establish and enforce today. But we know it's not possible for one year not to work, just stay at home and enjoy the wife of your youth. So this shows us that God's intention for marriage is for mutual satisfaction. It's for happiness of both the man and the woman. So that first year, of marriage is a great time to show affection and passion to adapt to each other as couples so that we can get to know each other very intimately. Most of the time when we do pre-counseling session for husband, for a man and a woman that are planning to get married, we encourage them that no matter what happens, that first year of marriage is not a time to have a brother or sister living with you or a house living with you. You don't need anybody because that's a time of adjustment. That's a time of knowing each other. That's a time you want to be by yourself, no child yet, and learn to one another. So, and that's what the Bible wants us to do. So when you look at it, God created sex and he wants it to be sacred. It is the utmost commitment and relationship between two people, the utmost commitment two people can have towards each other. And when we look at the scripture, the first commandment that God gave in the Bible is for Adam and Eve to go and be fruitful and multiply. And when you look at that, being fruitful and multiply as husband and wife, the only way it could be possible is through sex. So, God brought Eve to Adam, as we saw it in Genesis 2, verse 2. Possibly to kind of formally introduce them to each other, to say, this is your wife. This is the woman for you. A, 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 a helpmate fits for you, because it was God that brought Eve to Adam. So, he gave them that commandment after the introduction to say, people, Adam and Eve, go, multiply, and be fruitful. So that means God, God approves lovemaking between 
a husband and a wife because God did it. And looking at the scripture, the whole of the book of Songs of Solomon, that whole book was dedicated to everything about the man and the woman making love with one another. If you have not read it, it's not a book that we read most of the time, but you can go and read it as husband and wife. And when we look at the the Songs of Solomon, uh, that is what it's all about. Now, I want us to look at First Corinthians 7, 2 to 5. Most of the time, they read this during wedding ceremony. And I will just, I'm not going to read it because it's, it's, it will take our time, but you can read it when you get home. I'm going to, I'm just going to highlight the key things that were raised in such scripture. So every wrong attitude that we have towards sex must be corrected and erased from, from our mind as, uh, so that if, if we leave them there, it will create problems in marriage. So wrong attitude could be sex is evil. Wrong attitude could be sex is dirty. And that's why most of the time people do it in the dark. Something to be ashamed of. Sometimes we have come with this impression that it is a way of expressing our animal nature, which leads to many men having casual sex or casual view of sex with self-centeredness. They just want to dash in and dash out. Because they don't see, they, they only want to be satisfied. They don't want the woman to be satisfied. And so, another time people will say sex is evil. is something we have to do when we want children. But when you look at the vows we make to one another when we get married, they say it's for companionship. They say it's for procreation. And it's also for, for, for us for, for, for God to help us so that we don't go into sin. He said, if you, if, instead of burning, go and marry. So that is what God has given us instruction. So we discover that God originated sex and He said it is good. If you read Genesis 1, 27 to 28 and verse 31, it was God that put the sex drive in the man and put it in the woman. So, and when you look at Hebrews 13.4, this is a scripture we read all the time. The Bible says, marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled. But warmongers and adulterers, God will judge. That is the way KJV put it. So we discover that when you look at that word honorable, it means something very precious, something that is costly, something that is of great price. So that's the way God sees sex. And the bed means sexual intercourse. It means coitus. And he said, undefiled signifies from contamination, purity. So it's not, it's not a dirty thing when it is done within the confinement of marriage. It is only when it's done outside of marriage that is a sin, and God is not happy with such. So when you look at this scripture that we read, that is how God sees it. It's a pure thing. It's a good thing in the context of marriage. And 
You know, God is so good. I was reading Proverbs 5, 15 to 20. I want to read this because this is an instruction from God to us. He said, drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. This is from New Living Translation. Drink water. That is, enjoy sex with your own wife. Your well. Why spill the water of your springs in the streets? Having sex with just anyone. People will go to any extent to have sex. Go to prostitute. Go to people at work. Just casual friends. You get drunk. You have sex. He said, you should reserve it for yourselves. Never share it with strangers. Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. She's a loving there, a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you always. May you always be captivated by her love. Why be captivated, my son, by an immoral woman? Or fondle the breast of a promiscuous woman. This is the scripture. And so we see the way God seeks sex outside of marriage. In the first part that we did, we talked so much about fornication and adultery. It's a sin against the body and God is not happy with it. So let's be satisfied with your own wife, your woman, the woman that you married. So God did not give us sex for power not for persuasion or control or using your spouse. It is not, oh, I'm the head in this home. And when I want it is when I want it. That's, that's why we have a lot of issues with sex in the home. It's for mutual pleasure. If you love your wife, you want to satisfy her. It is, it involves selfless giving and for deep expression of love to your spouse. So that's what God wants us to do. That's the way it should be. So, and I want to especially warn the ladies, don't use sex as a bait to just to get your spouse to do what he will not normally do. Oh, uh, you know that he wants sex. Maybe he say, oh, darling, you know, and you, you understand his language. So you say, oh, please, can you get my dress, my clothes for tomorrow ready? Help me iron it. Can you go and get me water? Can you go and do this? Can you get this? Don't do that. Don't use it as a bait. It's not the right way to use it. Don't use it also as a reward or a way to compensate for the good that was done. It's not supposed to be like that. And don't use it as a punishment for wrongdoing. Women, we should not do that. Because I know a lot of women do that. They say, you did, you did this to me? Not until... Three months. Don't push your man out. And God is not even happy when you do such a thing. So we should also guide against unfaithfulness. Very, very important. Guide against unfaithfulness. Guide against adultery. Guide against fornication. God's intention is for sexual contentment and containment within a, the, the, I mean, in singleness. So when you are single, you need to be contented. You need to contain it. That's why you have the Spirit of God. If you are a Christian, you have the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God, one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. So you are able to control yourself. If a man is not able to control himself, 
during courtship, for example, he will not be able to, he will not have self-control when he's married. So don't think, oh, eh, we know we're going to get married. We have agreed we love each other. So let me show him that I love him. When he does it outside of marriage, apart from the fact that you're sinning against God, he, 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 it's a sign that your man lacks self-control. And when he gets married, he will continue to do it. So marriage does not stop anybody from committing sin. So it's better for you to know that now if we have to deal with the issue of self-control, this is the time to deal with it. God's intention is for sexual fulfillment and enjoyment in marriage. Within the context of marriage, sex is not a sin. And so we need to know that. And so no matter what your parents or somebody has told you, that, that uh, I had a, a couple that got married and the man before they got married was the joy, 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 joyful one. He's always singing, he's doing this in the church, he's cleaning, he's doing this, he's happy, happy, happy. They got married first month after they've come back from honeymoon. I noticed that the man has become something else. He was unhappy, you know, he's just there. And I said to my husband, Darling, you, you need to talk to this brother. He said, what did I say? I said, mm, I'm just thinking he's not, he's not right. He's not himself. He said, for me, you have come again. So we left it. Second, second week, this is now going to, second week after I've spoken to him, third week, this, this, so I said, I forced him. I said, darling, you need to talk to this man. Call him after service and talk to him. So he invited him to his office and, and the man said, Pastor, you know what? Since we got married, my wife has not allowed me to touch her. <laughs> you know, they were married. They've, they, they've been looking forward to honeymoon. So my husband said, what did you do in honeymoon? Nothing. She will wear two, two, two trousers and go and sleep downstairs in the sitting room. So nothing was happening. So they have to, he has to invite the two of them. And the woman said, oh, my, my mom told me that Sex is only necessary when you want to have children. And we have agreed that we're not having children until after two years. So why are we having sex? So people have different opinions of sex. And if you have that, you need to understand what the Bible is saying. It is of God. And it is what we're supposed to enjoy as couple when it comes to uh, relationship between husband and wife. So sex, relationship. Within the context of marriage, it's not a sin. Another thing that is key is for every one of us to embrace our God-given sexuality. And uh, we encourage every married couple, husband and wife, to study the book of Solomon. And if possible, study the, the, the book of Solomon as a couple. Both husband and wife, read it together, look at it together, and see what God is saying. It will help you to build a fine relationship as it, re as it involves your sexual life. It will help us to deal with negative conceptions because you will read it in the Bible that we have about sex. And dealing with that we go a long way to help us. So it is very, very key that you discover yourself as a sexual person and Embrace the goodness sex brings to every aspect of our lives. And I remember my husband would always say, a man 
that is satisfied sexually will be happy. He will be fruitful in every aspect of life. You will see him, you know, singing and worshiping God. When a man is not sexually satisfied and is a married man and is a Christian that will not want to go after another girl, that man, his job is affected. He will no longer be able to concentrate. He will no longer be able to do the things that we do because he's affected. So women, we need to be careful so that we're not sinning against God by keeping ourselves in, when it comes to relationship. I think um, our time is fast spent so that I'm not talking too much. We'll land up on this and we'll continue um, in the next episode. The Lord bless you. Please read the book of Sol- Song of Solomon. It will help you as a couple. And go- have a wonderful day and God bless you. Thank you.